Hi, I'm Serena Lowe. If you're used to hearing that introverts are shy, anxious, antisocial, and lack good communication and leadership skills, then this podcast is for you. You're about to fall in love with the calm, introspective, and profound person that you are. Discover what's fun, unique, and powerful about being an introvert, and how to make the elegant transition from quiet achiever to quiet warrior in your life and work, anytime you want, in more ways than you imagined possible. Thanks for being here. Welcome to episode 10 of the Quiet Warrior podcast. I'm Serena Lowe, the Quiet Warrior coach. And today I want to talk about something called self-trust. What is trust to you? What does this word evoke in you? I know some of us get triggered when the word trust comes up. And that's because maybe sometime in our past, we went through some experiences that have hurt us, that have made us feel small, that have made us feel ashamed, that have made us feel that we we couldn't trust other people anymore. Or maybe it was about trusting ourselves. Maybe it's that we have a pattern of getting enthusiastic about something, feeling that we want to commit 100% to it. And then somewhere along the way, we change our minds or our energy drops or we lose our motivation or we just lose interest completely and because we've moved on mentally and emotionally to something else, some other shiny new object perhaps. And over time, this kind of pattern has repercussions. It's not just that we don't finish projects and we don't reach our goals. There's something deeper that goes on. At some level, we lose trust in ourselves because every time we are asked to do something challenging, we back away from it thinking, well, look how that went the last time. I've tried that before. I've tried losing weight before, or I've gone for counselling before, I've done the programme before, I've hired a life coach before, and so on. And so we've tried all these things. But how often do we actually persist and complete the programme, the coaching, the transformation that we undertook? Yes, we started off, we paid the money we invested, we spent some time going through the program, reading the notes, doing the research, talking to the right people, and maybe we even implemented some of the changes in our lives. And we saw some results. But change is hard work. Change takes time. It's not something you can flick a switch and immediately you become a different kind of person with a different appearance, a different weight, looking like a new person. But we want to be that new person. We want that outcome. It's just that getting there takes time. And hard things are just hard to do. So when we lose trust in ourselves, it's because someone has betrayed us or we've betrayed ourselves. We've let ourselves down. And when we repeatedly let ourselves down, how does that filter through into our relationships with others? How does that affect us as business owners? How does this seep through into the way we show up with our clients or potential clients? 
For instance, you might be an emerging business owner. You've got a great idea. You've got a great product. You know it will work. It's worked on you. It's worked on other people that you know. And you can think of so many people who might benefit from this program. And you have the knowledge. You have the lived experience. You have the compassion and the empathy. You have this burning desire to help others. But what stops you is that at some level you don't trust yourself because you've let yourself down before. Because you know what it is to give up too soon, too quickly. Of course you had a valid reason at the time. We all do. In the moment, our emotions can overtake our ability to think logically, reasonably, and our intellect gets hijacked by our emotions. And so when it becomes a pattern of repeatedly backing away, saying no to the challenge, rejecting the hard things, staying in the comfort zone, how do you then build your muscle of self-trust? You can't. It has to be do the work first, then get the results. Not, I'll wait till I trust myself more, and then I'll do the thing that is difficult to do. Logically, we know these things, but for some strange reason, we keep playing out the same negative, unhelpful patterns. Perhaps there is a part of us that's still not grown up in this aspect. So on the outside, you know, whatever age we may be, however successful we may be socially, intellectually, academically, in terms of our career, professionally, there are parts of us that are still in child mode. And some of us may have undergone, may have experienced childhood trauma of some kind, and maybe this trauma has not been healed. Maybe we're still carrying that frightened little child inside us who feels vulnerable, who feels unsafe. And so if we feel that our environment is unsafe or we feel that we are unsafe and unprotected and vulnerable, of course we would not trust other people easily and we would not trust ourselves easily because perhaps we, as the mature adult looking back, we might think, I should have spoken up. I should have stood up for myself. Someone else should have stood up for me. Someone should have protected me. And that's how we start losing trust in others at a young age. Of course, we don't have the words to articulate these feelings at the time. But looking back, we can connect the dots and we can see that there is a, a connection, a relationship between how we are now as adults and how we were as children. And as I was sharing with a client recently, when we go back to our childhood home and to the bedroom we had as a child, and we see it as it is now, and we revisit it, in our minds it's a different thing. When I was a child, I remember playing with my cousin in our bedroom that we all shared. And we used to go, you know, crawl under the, the huge bed and play, you know, monsters and, you know, make up all kinds of stories and have a lot of fun, you know, just crawling about. And we never thought about how dusty it was or cobwebs or whether there were cockroaches or spiders. We were just busy having adventures and having fun. But then years later, when you look at that again, you revisit that memory or you 
physically, you know, revisit your childhood home and you look at that same piece of furniture, that same bedroom, and it somehow looks different. It somehow, it's the same and yet it's different. You know what I mean? It's like a part of you has already moved on. A large part of you has moved on, but there is still that tiny part of you that remembers what it was like. And so we have this amazing human ability to be in two places at the same time, to be living in the present, but also very much attached to our past. So if your past was very much one about lack of trust, lack of safety, never feeling good enough, never feeling worthy enough, not feeling unconditionally loved, but only loved if you did certain things, if you fulfilled certain requirements. And those requirements could have been spoken out loud or could have been subtle, but you would have picked them up somehow as a child. And if all those things have been imprinted in you, and if you still are strongly attached in an emotional sense to that part of you, that six or seven-year-old version of you, then you would show up in the world in some way as that frightened six or seven-year-old still seeking safety, still seeking reassurance, still waiting to be told, it's okay, you are safe. You're safe now. It's all right for you to speak up. It's all right for you to say, I want certain things in my life. It's okay for you to state your desires, your ambitions, to talk about your dreams There is nothing to be ashamed about. There is nothing that cannot be said, that is not permitted to be said. So giving yourself permission to trust yourself, to trust that you can handle difficult things, that you can be the kind of person who stands up for what's important to you, that you can be the person that you aspire to be, that you can be someone who protects others and creates safe spaces for them. The kind of safety you didn't enjoy as a child, but you now have the power, you now have the personal choice, you now have the ability and the resources to make something good come out of that. So out of your mess comes your message. It is entirely possible, and so many people have done it, transmuting their own grief and suffering and loss into something beautiful to pass on. So instead of hanging on to that image or that emotion of being powerless and helpless and unsafe, you can recreate yourself. You can reinvent yourself. You can step into that higher version of yourself that takes care of others who are going through a similar sort of experience and help them elevate themselves out of that situation out of that state because you know what it's like to be stuck in that state you know what it's like to feel that you don't have the power to do anything and you can't speak up you are not heard you are not seen you are invisible you have no impact you have no influence you can't do anything to change your circumstances but the truth is you can now that you know it now that you're older now that you're mature now that you're wiser now that you've had more lived experience under your belt You have the power to do so much more good. So it's no longer about yourself. It's no longer about your fears, your anxieties, what you've been through. It's the next question to ask yourself now is, what can I do with all this? What can I do with all this pain, this loss, this suffering, this trauma? All the things that were said or not said, done or not done, 
what can I do with this that I've inherited? Can I make something beautiful out of it? Yes, of course you can. That's what the artist does. That's what the creative in you does. Starting from scratch, starting from a blank canvas, or just painting over the existing canvas and creating a new picture. It is entirely possible. We do it all the time in different aspects, different ways. We just don't notice it. So self-trust is not something you wait to achieve. Self-trust is something you develop as you go by taking one small step at a time, doing something today that helps you cement that feeling, I can trust myself. I can trust life. I can trust my surroundings. I can trust other people. There is a beauty and a liberal feeling of joy, of freedom, when you can release the attachment to control and certainty and to be able to say, I can trust myself. I can do this. I can be the kind of person who handles difficult situations. I can be the kind of person who helps people who are going through a difficult time and who may not be the easiest people to get along with because I care enough for them that I want to do something for them and with them. It's not about a saviour complex either. That would be the other end of the spectrum. That is another extreme. It's about believing and having faith that you are the kind of person who keeps your promises, who keeps your word to yourself and to others. And you demonstrate that best by keeping your word to yourself first. So if you say you want to achieve a certain goal, what kind of systems do you have in place to help you do that? What do you need to, to be mindful of, knowing your weaknesses and your patterns of communication or your energy levels, knowing your own rhythms? And how do you stay accountable if you are somebody who loves to please other people, who needs a lot of external validation, how would you have built that kind of validation in so that you're validating yourself first instead of constantly looking outwards for permission or for someone else to confer some kind of award or recognition upon you? Someone to say, that's great that you, you know, you passed. You've got the certificate. You've won. Instead of waiting for someone to tell us all these things, what if we could cheer ourselves on constantly? If we could become our own best ally and cheerleader and advocate and coach, it's entirely possible as well. You have that within you. But the very first step in self-trust is still to take that challenging, difficult action, the thing that you think is beyond you right now, that is outside of your comfort zone. And to do that, if not today, then tomorrow, but as soon as possible, because the sooner you start doing it, the sooner you get direct validation that you can do this, that you can do hard things, that you can do things afraid, that it's not about your emotions, because emotions come and go, they fluctuate, and they're not reliable. They can be very useful in giving us the fuel to start something, but you also need ways to keep going. And self-trust comes when you keep going, even though it's hard. I look forward to hearing what you have to share about your own self-trust journey. What has been helpful for you 
in building your own self-trust and in helping you to be the next level version of yourself. Because part of being a quiet warrior is recognizing not just the light within ourselves, but our own darkness as well, our own shadows, and working with all of it, recognizing all of these are parts of us and acknowledging them, giving them their proper place, and at the same time working towards becoming a better version, a higher version of ourselves. We're constantly evolving. It's a work in progress and it will take the rest of our lives, but it is a work worth doing. And I'm cheering you on as you begin your journey today. I'm so grateful that you're here today. If you found this content valuable, please share it on your social media channels and subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. Together, we can help more introverts thrive. To receive more uplifting content like this, connect with me on Instagram at Serena Lowe, Quiet Warrior Coach. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. See you on the next episode.